Welcome to the Travel Prof Podcast. This is Timothy Troy, and I'm very pleased to introduce you to Professor Dina Scran. Hi, thank you, Tim. I'm Professor Dina Scran, Professor of Government at Lawrence University. I've been traveling with students for at least 20 years. I take them on traveling classrooms to overseas destinations where the students do a research project, meet community leaders, do volunteering and community engagement. We hope that when they return, the students have learned something about themselves, something about the places that they visit, and something about travel as an experience. This is the fall of 2020, so we gathered some of our alumni via Zoom and remotely shared our experiences. The question I'd like to ask each of you is to talk about the research that you did as an undergraduate in the field. So the kind of field research that you did, and then from that Lawrence field experience to how that led to where you are now. That's a great question, Professor Troy. I think that is one of the most unique aspects of the field experience is that, you know, you learn so much about how to conduct research at Lawrence, but it's very much within the institution, you know, within the MUD library, right? On your computer, looking for academic journals, right? This was really the first time where not only did I have to craft my own research question and project, but I actually had to go out there and get the information that I needed. It wasn't just a matter of finding the right article that supported my arguments. It was starting with that, right? Doing the academic research that we were so used to in the classroom before going, but then actually having to go out there and immerse yourself in the culture and and meet people, at least my line of research was. So when I was in Morocco and Sierra Leone, I was investigating the influence of both Saudi and Iranian NGOs and how they promoted their own versions of Islam by, you know, building mosques and libraries and schools. And, you know, so I was actually able to go to some of these mosques. So a really cool kind of side project was learning about the influence that Muammar Gaddafi and his regime had, you know, on their version of Islam, especially in Sierra Leone. But again, it was just going out there, speaking to imams, speaking to practitioners of Islam, asking the questions. It's an experience that most people will not have where they actually are going out in the field and you're forced to make these relationships with people. I still remember the people that I spoke with. I still remember breaking through that initial awkwardness and really connecting with them, learning about their lives at large and finding out things that really, you know, you never ever in a million years would have found out from reading an academic journal. When I think about my research, it wasn't necessarily uh, research on the ground. It was actually a lot of preparation for a project that we implemented. I think back to 2013, it was just the end of my freshman year at Lawrence, and it was actually my first course with Professor Scrant. And uh, we were talking about an opportunity where we could support a university, JALA in this particular case, and helping one of their biology departments and having access to technology. After months of planning, a lot of time spent in understanding how even you transport things as simple as laptops 
to a country like Sierra Leone finally in November for that implementation. The preparation that we had to put together over that time, I think, is what really gave me the understanding of the importance of making sure you consider all the different potentials. You never know what's going to happen when you get there on the ground. All you can do is take into account the worst and best case scenarios. At that time, we were collaborating with a few partners, Milwaukee School of Engineering, Project Community Computers, a nonprofit in Milwaukee that was actually donating the laptops to us. During that time, it was simple things as keeping into account if there was air conditioning in the computer lab, knowing that the temperatures in Sierra Leone were none like the harsh winters of Wisconsin, but let alone having air conditioning to support that technology. Keeping in mind that something as simple as opening a web browser that we find simple today is something that we had to teach when we got there. Opening up Firefox at that time or Google Chrome, whatever it might be, or any word processing. Email that we think is so simple and easy to maybe send a quick message over. The simple idea of composing a message, the fact that it needs to be a subject, a to sender, the simple things planning and preparing for that and being able to put that into words, explaining all that, it was a humbling experience, I'd say. And it gave me a good idea and a good lens of the impact of technology, especially at Jala. We were talking about internet speed when we were getting that project set up. The typical household in the United States has about 20 or 30 Mbps of throughput to use all your IoT devices, laptops, all of that good stuff. This university, I think about 6,000 undergrads, they were sharing about 20 Mbps of throughput to do all of the internet traffic they had to do, any webcasting, Skype, anything that they had to do, they were sharing that kind of internet load. So there's a lot of things that I appreciate where I was able to bring over and sort of prepare for, but the simple things, different things that you acknowledge that you need to take into account and particularly to my project, being able to think through those things and getting on the ground putting the laptops together, giving the presentations and sort of explaining how technology worked, all of that sort of led to the project that we ended up implementing. Coming off of that topic, it's not just the research and the preparation and the implementation, but it's also the follow-up. And that's what I really learned from my particular project. Two years later, we got to go see how the laptops were looking and I think there was a lot to learn, but seeing sort of the outcome and the impact of whatever you set up over time and seeing whether there is longevity to it, whether you can implement it again and do the same thing, what you can do to make it better. Those are a lot of great things that I learned from that experience. Now, in terms of what I'm doing now, I think that project really got me moving toward technology and the interest I had to come back to my Lawrence experience. I never thought I'd be where I am today. For my research project, I looked into mental health within Sierra Leone, and specifically the reason why I wanted to look into it was that it's important to understand, you know, the cognitive differences in cultures, how they present, and how we can better understand it, you know, and in, in order to better mental health services and psychotherapy here and around the world. You know, there were, there were a lot of fascinating things I found. One of, one of the biggest takeaways for me is how, for example, witchcraft can play into the way mental health is viewed in Sierra Leone, in that we found that it actually acts as kind of like a barrier. In order for, you know, Sierra Leoneans to get access to mental health services, we first had to remove the stigma that exists where, you know, mental illness is seen as witchcraft. They see it as a supernatural phenomena. And from that project, we learned that the biggest thing is convincing community leaders to change the ideology behind mental health. And once we change the ideology, the rest will follow, basically. Depending on who you tried to talk to, 
Some people don't have the same conceptualization of mental health that Westerners do. And so, you know, there's already that difference in understanding. And on top of that, the stigma, you know, people don't really want to talk about it. They kind of act as if it's a terrible, terrible thing, and they just want to stay as far away from it as possible. And so the biggest challenge was actually, yeah, trying to get through to people, trying to figure out more about the specifics, you know, like uh, what different cultural actions are attributed to witchcraft, for example. So I majored in geology, and my research was largely based on geochemistry. So something that the geology department at Lawrence is very interested in was heavy metal contamination in soils. And they've researched this in different locations, Appleton being one of them, also in Milwaukee, where lead contamination is a problem from legacy pollution. So the the geology department let me take a very expensive portable x-ray fluorescence spectrometer halfway across the world. I'm sure they had really good insurance on it. And I was able to conduct (laughs) my own research projects, you know, designed with the help of a couple geology professors looking at the degree of lead contamination in soils around Freetown. So the hypothesis being, is it related to any sort of socioeconomic gradient? Sierra Leone was very late to ban leaded gasoline. Electronic waste is an issue, garbage burning, all these factors that could contribute to heavy metal contamination. So in conducting this, and as Mason said, you often learn on the fly and you adapt and adjust your research questions to what you're seeing and being an inductive thinker that was absolutely perfect for me. So I ended up kind of adjusting this project into more of a water project through a water lens. Even though it started as soil, it eventually evolved into questions of water resource management, water pollution. Sierra Leone had a bad cholera outbreak in 2012. So I continued to advise Lawrence students after I graduated on water projects. Current Lawrence students, I was able to mentor them and help with their research questions. And eventually this led to a global grant with Rotary International that sponsored a borehole at the school. So I was able to continue on what started with a you know very small investigative project with soils turned into a big full-scale water project with the ministry, local partners. So in terms of lessons, I think doing research in another location, especially in a country like Sierra Leone, in lower income countries, it helps you realize that you can help via your profession. It doesn't have to be through charity or aid, that each of us can help with our own skills. And these are our future colleagues. These are our future business partners. They're not just recipients of aid. And that's what I learned in doing something academic at the periphery, but really much more meaningful. My first trip to Conforti School was the day we were there when they celebrated the well that you helped build. I think that because there's an ongoing relationship, the students who are there currently understood that maybe something they were doing was going to have an impact later. And it's that kind of continuity that the field experience program that Professor Scran started has so much of its value. It's because it has continuity. So as you said, Sarah, you're not just plopping in, you're actually sharing something that you know. And in a cultural context, that's why we're doing theater workshops in the schools, right? We are hoping to take our shared culture around Shakespeare as part of the schooling and to interact and share that way as well. So part of what's great about the field experiences, they're really important practical work like building clean wells. And then there's also the cultural exchange. That's also part of what both parties take back with them. 